Hey everyone, I'm Leah Jacobson, and if you use essential oils, you've come to the right place. As a certified clinical aromatherapist with over a decade of experience, I'll be guiding you with practical information without learning complicated chemistry. This will ensure that you and your family stay safe while enjoying the benefits of essential oils. Enjoy season four of the podcast as we read through my latest book, Using Essential Oils Safely. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today, I want to talk to you about hydrosols. Hydrosols are what I consider to be the best kept secret about aromatherapy. They are not essential oils, but a lot of people that are familiar with essential oils and when we're taught about essential oils, when we go through our aromatherapy training programs, we are also taught about hydrosols. And if you're wondering what the connection is and what a hydrosol is, then please keep listening because I'm about to spill. So when plant matter is steam distilled, both essential oils, which contain the oil-soluble constituents, and hydrosols, which contain the water-soluble constituents, are produced. This happens during steam distillation. So the oil-soluble constituents, which are essential oils, are gathered and produced and sold as essential oils, and then we have the hydrosols. Hydrosols contain all of the water-soluble chemical constituents of distilled plant matter, and there's going to be lots and lots of hydrosol compared to the amount of essential oil that is produced during this steam distillation. So going back to the roots and why is it called a hydrosol? Hydrosol comes from Latin hydro, meaning water, and sol, which means solution. Hydrosol indicates any water-based solution, not specifically the type that we are discussing here, but it is a word that we will be using, you know, that I will be using during this podcast or if you're watching me on Instagram or live here on Facebook. So technically, a hydrolate is the most accurate word to use, but we all refer to them as hydrosols, right? Um, but hydrolate comes from the Latin words hydro meaning water and late meaning milk. And the milky reference reflects how it appears when it comes off the still. Hydrolate can also be spelled hydrolat, so without the E. Floral water is not an accurate representation. You may see hydrosols listed and sold as a floral water, but hydrosols can be steam distilled from more than just flowers. So referring to it as a floral water is not very accurate. Aromatic water can be an acceptable way to describe a hydrolat as they are full of aroma. They don't always smell like their essential oil counterpart, however. So if you are familiar with hydrosols, if you've purchased one before, this may be something that you are probably shaking your head going, yes, absolutely. I don't know what I was expecting when I first purchased hydrosols, but I expected them to smell more floral, more, um, you know, a gentle version of the essential oil, but it's really not that at all. In my opinion, they smell more green and less obviously intense than the essential oil, but some do smell betters, better than others. So if you find that you don't like the aroma of a hydrosol that you acquired for its therapeutic benefit, you can blend it with a more pleasant smelling hydrosol or make it into a lotion, adding essential oils that you do enjoy. And actually one of my favorite hydrosols is neroli, which we are actually talking about in the club this week, but more on that later. So back to how hydrosols are made. Again, they are made during the steam distillation of plant matter that produces both essential oils and hydrosols. So steam distillation has a simple yet effective design. 
And this goes back to about the 1400s. And of course, there's more modern day ways of creating essential oils and hydrosols. And steam distillation has evolved in the last few hundred years. But basically, a gentle fog-like stream enters through pipes with small vents located under a grate at the bottom of a large tall pot containing plant matter. So this could be lavender flowers, it could be fir needles, it could be frankincense resin, it could be any amount of plant matter. And it can be a combination of um, like fir needles and fir bark or, or whatever. So a tightly fitting lid rests snugly on the pot, ensuring the steam makes its way into the tube leading to the condenser. The condenser contains coils inside of which run cold water. This water cools down the steam, turning the steam back into water, which is the hydrosol and the oil, which is the essential oil. Many distillers use a Florentine flask for collecting the water and oil. This container is designed to efficiently separate the essential oil which flows on the top from the aromatic water underneath. One drain is located at the bottom of the container, allowing the overflow of hydrosol to flow out during distillation. A second drain is located near the top and is used to decant the essential oil after distillation is complete. Once complete and the oil is drained and collected, the remaining waters are again drained from the bottom drain. The end result will produce many more times hydrosol than essential oil. I am really glad that um, hydrosols are actually gaining in popularity because I'm sure it was making the distillers very frustrated that they had to previously dump all of this amazing hydrosol because it couldn't be sold. But now that we are more aware of hydrosols and how amazing that they are, they are being, you know, sold and not having to be thrown away, which is absolutely amazing because they are great for so many uses. It can take an hour or longer to create a gallon of hydrosol as best results are produced when slowly distilled under low pressure. This gallon will contain 0.2 to 0.8 milliliters of dissolved essential oil, which is not separated out due to its density. So it all has to do with molecular size and weight. So you may get really, really tiny little specks and molecules of essential oil in your hydrosol, but it won't be more than 2, uh, 0.2 to 0.8% of, or milliliters um, or even percentages of what that hydrosol is. Very, very, very low dilution, which makes it actually hydrosols safe for all ages and has a lot of uses. So let's talk about the differences between hydrosols and essential oils so that, you know, not just how they're created, but as far as safety and efficacy and all of that goes. So essential oils and hydrosols are both products of steam distillation, but their chemical makeup and uses are very different. It is known that there are safety considerations that must be respected when using essential oils. For example, there are dozens of essential oils that are unsafe for children right? You've heard me mention a few of them before. There are dozens of essential oils that are unsafe for pregnant and or nursing mothers. There are several essential oils that are unsafe if you are on blood thinners. All essential oils need dilution and some need more than normal dilution. No essential oil should be ingested without the guidance from a qualified healthcare provider. Essential oils can cause sensitization. Essential oils can be phototoxic. Essential oils are not always safe for use on pets. However, Hydrosols don't have these concerns. So going back through this list, you 
can use them around your children. You don't have to worry about diluting. You can use them if you're pregnant and or nursing. You don't have to worry about medication interactions. You don't have to worry about avoiding ingestion. In fact, some of them can be good for ingestion. You don't have to worry about hydrosols causing sensitization or phototoxicity, and you can even use them with your pets. So one of my favorite ways to recommend essential oils, or I'm sorry, hydrosols, are as a toner for your skin. So for me, after I cleanse my face in the evening, I like to spritz a hydrosol on my skin. It basically feeds my face with anti-aging properties, which are great. Um, Clubsters and I, we were talking about hydrosols a couple of months ago during our full-blown hydrosols class, which you can access as well inside of the club. And we were talking about hydrosols feeding your skin. They really, really do. They're like food for your skin. They're absolutely amazing. So after cleansing, you can spritz a hydrosol on your face before adding your moisturizer. Absolutely amazing and such a game changer. I've been doing that for a long time. So inside of the club this week, I just mentioned we've done a full-blown class on hydrosols, everything you need to to know about ingesting them, everything you need to know about using with your children or your pets. And this week, we are actually focusing on one hydrosol, and that is neroli hydrosol. So you can actually access this class right now inside of the club at leahjacobson.com slash club, and you can download this cheat sheet right here, and you can print it out. Um, So you can have access to the amazing things that Neroli is great for. It is one of my favorite hydrosols to use. It actually is one of my favorite smells for hydrosol. It smells really, really great. Um, So if you have any questions about hydrosols, I would be happy to answer those for you. But if you want the full-blown class, if you want to be able to access and download the full hydrosols class along with the hydrosol for um, the Neroli Hydrosol Cheat Sheet, you can access everything right inside the club. So let me know what you think. Let me know what you learned today about hydrosols, and I will talk to you later. See ya. This is Leah Jacobson, empowering you to use essential oils safely. I hope you learned something new today. Tell a friend about our podcast so they can learn too. All episodes are available at leahjacobson.com slash podcasts. To get a signed copy of my book or to access the course which contains even more information, jump on over to my website, leahjacobson.com slash book or slash course for those resources.